All right, welcome back, folks, to another uh, episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. We got some good stuff for you planned this week, a nice podcast planned for you. I am uh, your co-host, Mozzie, a.k.a. Scott. And I am your other partner, co-host, buddy, the Muscle, (laughs) a.k.a. AJ. So, as usual, let's start off with some studs and duds. All right, uh, Mozzie, who you got? Yeah, so this past week had a couple of pretty interesting... Interesting matchups, definitely some blowouts and some bad performances all around, but there are some guys we want to talk about. Um, It's definitely worth mentioning to start us off is Jared Goff and his four-touchdown performance against the New York Giants. He did uh, particularly well this week, uh, slicing apart that Giants defense, which was held in pretty high esteem at the beginning of the year and has clearly fallen off without Janoris Jenkins back there. He really decided to just light it up this week, didn't he? Yeah, I think uh, Ben McAdoo's medio- mediocrity is kind of <laughs> it's rubbing off on the whole team. Uh, McAdoo, I'll say, but yeah, Goff, man, he's he's showing like his his rookie year to sophomore year improvement is insane. And I was I was gonna pick him up and start up last week, but in uh, in our league we do together, my team is not to boast, but stacked. So I, I ended up not <laughs> um, not picking up, and wow, I regret it. Um, it wouldn't have won me the matchup, but it would have helped a lot. And um, I'm definitely going after him this week. Um, I don't think this is something that's an outlier. I mean, his schedule's pretty easy going forward. He maybe has two matchups left that are sort of tough. Otherwise, like he's he's a guy you could start pretty much the rest of the way. Um, I'm I'm a Kirk Cousins owner, so like I'm like their their schedules line up a lot. I'm sure there's other guys who you can line up well with Goff's schedule for his offense too. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that I like based on the matchup a little more than your typical guy. Because um, the Rams have shown that they can win anyway, which is really nice. Their offense is fantastic. They're going to run it with Gurley or whether he's going to throw it to Gurley. Uh, Goff looks to be pretty solid moving forward. He does have some easy matchups coming up as well, particularly this week coming up against a weak little Texan secondary that has not been able to stop a whole lot lately. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, Sean, Sean McVay's been having his McVay with people. I'm going to bring out a lot of this episode. Um, some guys touch on a little more quickly. Um, Stafford and Dak. Um, I mean, you kind of this is what you expect from them. Dak has continually been a stud um, ever since he's gotten a chance, and I don't see a reason that won't continue if Zeke goes out. He's going to see more. And even if, even if Dez um, is out, I mean, he didn't use Dez much last year. It still was great. Yeah, we talked about Dak last week because we really liked his matchup against the Chiefs. And honestly, Dak is one of the best players on the Dallas Cowboys. Even when Zeke's out, he's going to be making plays with his feet and with his arms. So we like Dak a lot. Mm-hmm. And Stafford, I mean, everyone knew oh, yeah. he was going to pick apart the Green Bay defense, which is... It's bad. This week he has Cleveland. If you got him, you start him. It's that simple. Yeah, absolutely. And then moving on to running backs, um, Carlos Hyde is one who I didn't think he was going to do that well. I mean, okay, Arizona's not that good, but neither is San right. Fran. But, yeah, I mean, he's showing the ability <laughs> to he's, – he's a really talented running back, and he's going to get it done for you regardless. And, well, most weeks. But, I mean, Garoppolo is going to be coming soon. Maybe Soon. who knows? Yeah, but probably. If, if Bethard if Bethard keeps improving, I mean he definitely should improve this last game. Um, that I think Hyde 
will continue to be a good option. Yeah, he's definitely a safety blanket for Beathard when he doesn't really know who else to throw to. Yeah, His pass-catching ability is yeah. what makes him so dangerous. Right. And speaking of running backs that can uh, catch passes, um, <laughs> Mozzie, I know there's a guy you're happy to see do well. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt Forte had a great week against a pretty good Bills uh, run defense. Um, he got ready. He had 70 yards and two touchdowns on the day, so he's definitely worth a I'll mention in the stud category. Mm-hmm. And uh, these these divisional Thursday night games have been, you know, solid showings. I mean, I know the Bills were kind of out of it near the end. And um, obviously Tyrod was a stud, too, if we didn't mention. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, For- Forte has su- fully supplanted Blau Powell, um, who was good drafted higher than him for sure. And it, I, these old guys definitely have some stuff left in the tank. It's kind of funny to see. I mean, Charles gets some touches, and then Forte and AP be fantasy factors. Yeah, I was really impressed with Forte. He's Because um, a lot of people really want Bilal to just kind of take over and let Forte fade away. But Forte is saying, no, I'm here, man. And he's he's there to do some work. He's been the lead back, definitely been the workhorse for the team. And Bilal Powell's doing what he does best, which is third down, every now and then come in, be a change of pace back, which is where he does the most damage anyway. I think Forte's success actually helps Powell in some way, yeah. weird way. So I just looked up the um, ages of account and Forte, and their combined Ooh. ages is 69. So um, <clears throat> when Matt Forte turns 32 on December 10th, the combined age of their running back and quarterback will be 70. And that wow. <laughs> one of those little things that doesn't really matter, but it's just funny to think about. Um, yeah, especially considering the rest of the team is so much considerably younger. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's cool. It's cool seeing that veteran leadership come through. Um, some other studs. Yeah. We had the Miami running backs, which surprised me a lot. I mean, definitely. They're Miami's not that good of a team, and <laughs> I mean. Neither of these running backs are stellar, and I mean, Damian Williams has never shown anything to make me think he can do any good. And for me, this – well, okay, if you're in a PPR league, Williams may have continued value. Otherwise, Drake has some upside, but I this might be the best game you get from either of them all year. Um, it, it was Oakland. Um, yeah. That's, that's about all I did say. Oakland's defense is pretty, pretty bad. Um I mean, you may get some good games from going down the road. The, the, Jay Cutler looked a lot more comfortable using these guys um, like in the past game because they hardly used J.J. in the passing game. So they were able to kind of rotate in and out more freely. And while the Dolphins weren't necessarily competitive in this game, seeing these running backs get six receptions each, like I said, if you're at half-point PPR, full PPR, there's some value to be had on the kind of weekly start basis. But I don't... Just match it based, but I don't think these are guys you want to rely on every single week. Definitely not this week against Carolina. No, absolutely not. Carolina is deadly against the running back, so I would be very hesitant to start them. But they did show that even without Ajayi, they can do some stuff on the ground, which is a it's very nice moving forward and a little optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Woods, he, he he's mm. been quietly really good the past what, four weeks. Like he is, he's been a startable asset lately. Which, I mean, from yeah. his, from his days, what he was with the Bills, right? I mean, that's not something we right we, we expect usually. But the the last four weeks, um, let's see, five receptions, a lot, uh, 
weeks five, six, and seven. Last week he had four, but he had the two touchdowns. He's he's been pretty consistent this week, aside from one off week. You, you can count on him for five, ten points or more if he breaks them off. Um, like he showed he yeah. could against the Giants. So let me ask you: Do you think Robert Woods is now like the true WR two hmm. in that offense? With uh, with yeah, I mean, Sammy Watkins being one, him, and then you have Cooper Cup kind of in the slot, kind of your variable player. Ooh, that's that's tough, honestly. Like I know we think of Watkins as the wide receiver one, and and teams treat him that way when they play against him, but that's not exactly that. Like that defense is stack up against Watkins going deep. You know? Yeah, honestly, like any week it could be any of the guys. I mean, this past week it was kind of all of them to an extent, <laughs> um, <laughs> especially what Sammy Watkins got one too, but. Oh man, if I had to pick one moving forward, I guess it depends what you need. If if you need a floor guy with with some upside, I, I would go Woods. If if you're like a playoff team who, you know, like maybe you want one really high upside guy, or if you're like actually I guess if you're an underdog and you're looking for someone to blow up, um, we obviously know Sammy Watkins can. Um I I think Cooper Cup kind of fits in that floor as well. Um little little more up and down. But honestly, Jared Goff spreads the ball around so much and isn't really attached to any of these guys that I wouldn't call any of them like the one, two, three. They're all kind of just one A, B, C. The game plan day is who's going to get the ball, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Seattle conundrum. Yeah. Okay. NFC West represent, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Actually, you make a good point. Literally all of those teams... You can never count on one guy to week, except maybe Baldwin, Late. maybe Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a rough Even Baldwin, though, yeah. yeah. Even Baldwin, he won't get the touchdown some week. Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett or someone. Mm. Or Luke Wilson with the extra L. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> All right, um, another guy we like, Marquise Lee. Mm. Yeah, he's... He's he's on the injury report pretty much every week, and every, every week, week. He, he pulls through. Like, I mean, this guy was a highly drafted pick. He was kind of been hurt. He's had some some troubles, kind of staying relevant. But now that he's here and healthy, I mean, it's Bortles. But uh, I mean, he's just showing Bortles. he's showing his value. And for me, I know he's got a tough magic coming up again. But I think this is this is more of a trend than a than a blip for me. Yeah, he's definitely. I think he's. Uh... Bortles, number one receiver now. He's got the most rapport with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he did pretty well against a tough Bengals secondary. Bang- uh, Cincinnati does not have a bad defense. They have one of the better ones, believe it or not, despite their record. He did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Another guy is Cole Beasley. Mm. This is something we saw a lot last year that, oh, man, it just killed uh, me. It kills me, kills me, kills me. As someone who keeps on drafting Dez, um, <laughs> It, man, it's tough to see. I Des to get hurt. We'll talk about in a bit, but Beasley's a guy who Dak Dak will walk in on him. I mean, he's he somehow is just just enough open all the time, and he's a pretty decent red zone option too. He gets that separation so much better than Des does. I feel like when he throws it to Des, it's got him perfect, and Des has to be able to catch it in a very tight knit window. Whereas Beasley, it's just like. There's usually nobody else around him when he's throwing. He's just got to c- get him in stride, and he takes off, and he gets a lot of catches. I like uh, Dax rapport with 
Mr. Cole Beasley. Yeah, and if uh, if Dak or sorry, if Dez's uh, absence seems to be prolonged, then I mean, Be- Beasley's definitely a guy you should play if Dez is out. Definitely, I, I think he's even good even if Dez is playing, depending yeah. on uh, if he can draw the coverage away from him or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah if, I like if Beasley. If Dez has a top corner on him, then I mean, Dez has shown he can't really mm-hmm. get away from some of those really good corners. Yeah. yeah, another guy uh, we can talk about uh, is Julius Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think he was one of the best tight ends this week, if not the, depending on your league. And a little surprising, um, I don't know how much of a blip it is. I think Cutler has shown that he does sort of like Julius Thomas. Uh, but we have to remember that this was the Raiders, and the Raiders secondary is next to garbage. Uh, garbage akin, unfortunately. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I accept it. It happens. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I can't. I don't trust Julius Thomas to do much anything else the whole year. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where he may have a good week or two from here on out. But I mean, who's like? There's not any teams coming up on his schedule that I'm like, oh yeah, he can torch them. I mean. <laughs> Maybe, You're right. <laughs> maybe the Bucks, um, but like, I guess yeah. the Broncos possibly, but I mean the Patriots seem like they're getting their getting their stuff together. I mean they got the Bills twice and then the Chiefs. Like, I, I, maybe one or two games where he has the possibility to be relevant, and even then you're relying on Jay freaking Cutler to <laughs> right. get him the ball. So, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm considering this more of a blip. I think Julius Thomas sits right in that six to thirteen point range, or he, his ceiling is probably going to be about 15, 14 from here on out. That's yeah. probably about the it. The thing for me is, if I'm struggling at tight end, I look at who are the Browns and Giants playing and see if I can pick <laughs> someone from that, and I go for it. Speaking of That's the Giants. Evan yeah. Ingram was a stud once again. Man, once this guy, again. this guy is absurd. I, I was lucky enough to get him in one of my leagues, just like at a really deep auction league. And he, this guy might be rookie of the year. Like, I mean, Deshaun Watson's out for the year. There goes his whole right. Kareem Hunt. Um, like, it's pretty much his main competition. Like. <laughs> this this guy Hunt hasn't three. done well the past few weeks, and Evan Ingram has been just fantastic, very consistently good. Yeah, uh, if you got if you got Ingram, I mean, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, no one drafted Ingram yeah. thinking or picked him up thinking, oh, this rookie tight end is gonna light the world on fire, but <laughs> he he has, and you got him. Yes. Yeah, so congrats to the FM. Definitely stick with him moving forward. He seems to be Eli's best and most dependable option. Because um, who else is there? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I want you to give, give me a guess on how many targets you think Evan Ingram has this season. He's played this eight, season? Yeah, he's played eight games. Well, I guess his career technically too. Uh, but. All right, I'm going to say he's averaging, this is a guess, about eight targets a game, so about 64 targets. 
you are almost dead on, my dude. 63. Really? That was 63? a great. That was a nice. great guess. Price is Price is right rules. You're screwed. But any oh, other yeah. any other rule, <laughs> you're probably safe. So, yeah, it's 64. 60. Sorry, 63 targets. He's. I mean, like on pace for 120 something targets. That's for Jeez. a rookie tight end. I I just I can't say enough about this dude. But um, I guess I'll cut it here. Um, <laughs> so yeah. on to some duds. Oh, it hurts me to say this, but Derek Carr, my man, my man, my dude, but the <laughs> the car who hasn't been sacked enough to end his career in a swift year. Um, man, it hurts me. I, I okay, he's got his bye this week. I think yeah. it, it's been a trend, but I think this is the end of a bad trend. The Raiders. I can definitely. The Raiders are yeah. gonna make the playoffs. All right, I, I know I'm. I know I'm a fan. But they're gonna pick it up. I mean, okay, their schedule's not too bad from here on out. Like, let me see who they got after the bye. But I mean, if you want to talk about Derek Carr or something, go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, you, the other thing you have to consider is what other AFC East teams are going to be competing for the wild card spot. And I think the Raiders are going to be able to lock one of them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Derek Carr this past weekend wasn't great. They did win, which is, mm-hmm. obvious, you know, that's good for them. They won the game. But Derek Carr, against the Miami Dolphins, he'd have gotten a little better than 13 points. I'm sure if you had him on your team, you were a little disappointed with his production. You know, uh, yes, but I, I do have to agree. I think this is the turning point for the Raiders. They, so, they've won some close ones. They've kept their record good. They can, they can keep moving forward. And Derek Carr is going to have to be the one to do it for them. I agree, yeah. So after the bye, they've got New England, Denver, Giants, uh, Kansas City, Dallas, and Philly. Those the rest of the fantasy uh, season schedule. Um, they have Chargers in Week 17. Most, play, most uh, leagues don't do that. So, I mean, the only remotely scary one is Denver, and they look like, like <laughs> lots of duty baby butts uh, against Philly. So... <laughs> I, I yeah, his schedule is phenomenal going the rest of the way. So, I yeah. I'm, a, I'm okay with that. But mm-hmm. I do think you can throw against Philly a little oh, yeah. bit, For and sure. especially if you can't run, what else are you gonna do? You're gonna throw the ball a ton. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I like I like Derek Carr moving forward, even though he was he was a big old uh, this past week. So another dud, another guy, yeah. due to injury. Yeah, uh, Jameis. Famous Jameis. Ah, Scott, what are you feeling here? <laughs> Jamie's Winston. You know he has just not looked healthy all year, and I wanna, I do wanna put a little bit of the blame on that because I actually do think, from what I've seen of Jameis Winston, he can be a pretty good freaking quarterback in the NFL. So I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but man, he has stunk it up. He went out this past week with an injury, and even before that, he was not doing very well. Um, the Buccaneers look like a train wreck. It sucks for them that they don't even have a bye moving forward. I did see a I stat know. that teams that miss their bye week, as this has happened before, do not make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I believe this is the same thing happening to the Buccaneers. And Jameis, Jameis just get healthy. Keep him off your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, honestly, with the Bucks, this is a thing where like, if if you lose all your games while Fitzpatrick is in and James is out, like, you may you maybe consider like resting in the rest of the year. Like, I don't, I mean, I know you don't want to throw in the towel, but like, this guy is your future, 
And like if, if I'm if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm not relying on Davis at all. I mean, I his backup fits. I would stream this week though. Yeah, I actually agree with that. That fits magic. Um, as sad as as much as I don't want to say that. Yeah, yeah the Jets defense, uh, except for Thursday, that, that was not <laughs> change. But um, all right. So two other guys, Devonta Freeman and Demarco Murray, guys highly drafted, who haven't haven't really done what you've so. Devonta Freeman's been all right. He's what the RB thirteen in half point PPR. So like, mm-hmm. it's he's okay, but there's a especially the last four weeks, man. It's so in our scoring half point PPR, it's eight point nine, ten point five, six point six, eight point four. Those are not <laughs> those are not RB one numbers not that you drafted him at. No, so I'm I'm torn because he's kind of banged up too. I don't I don't know if I start him this week. I mean. It's tough. I'm trying to think of like who I'd start over him if I had, but I mean, the time? thing is, if you have Devonta, you probably have to start him. But yeah. he just hasn't looked great, and the Falcons haven't looked great. And they need to figure it out. Their record is good enough; they can still turn the season around. <clears throat> but I just don't know if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Demarco Murray, he's he's been up and down. <laughs> It's killing me. He's RB what twenty eight in our scoring, which as is high end RB three territory. But I mean, you said you didn't draft him that way. He's Not he's been out touching and mostly out producing Derrick Henry. Like he's, I mean, Derrick Henry has been doing it like a little more some weeks um, when Demarco's been definitely hurt. But when they're both getting the touches, it's Murray still doing better, and so that's why going forward. It's tough to say, but if I had to pick one going forward, I think I'd pick DeMarco Murray. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, I think he's better. He's a better running back than Derrick Henry flat out. Certainly more experienced and more veteran. He's got better shiftiness. Derrick Henry's more downhill. But, you know, he just he keeps getting injured. He just doesn't look 100%. And he had a pretty pretty nice matchup against the Ravens this week. Now, I did say that the week before, and they absolutely shit-caked the fucking uh, Dolphins. <laughs> but who doesn't? <laughs> right. um, apparently the Falcons don't. But yeah, Baltimore seemed like an easy matchup, like like you said. But uh. It seemed like a great matchup for him, you know, because you'd think, all right, it's going to be a fairly tight-knit game. They're going to have to win the game by running the ball. And DeMarco just didn't produce and i'm that that's disappointing it's very disappointing yeah and i mean it's it's close on these guys for me they're neck and neck rest of the season but for me it's the schedule um after these next two weeks so demarco murray has he's got who what uh cincinnati and pittsburgh the next two weeks but after that indy houston arizona san fran rams like Mm. three of those are pretty good matchups yeah i mean all like none of those teams are gonna like scare me is the thing so like he's not going to get phased out at all he's definitely a part of the titans plan so they mm-hmm. like moving forward you'll i think he'll can he'll produce but it's just you sh- it's a cautious optimism you know i'm very cautious about him mm-hmm. right now yeah um that's a rough situation right, another another guy so you call him a dud i don't give him uh, it's uh, go ahead <laughs> Yeah, so I have Amir Abdullah here as one of my duds, and that's it's 
he got you 10 points, so you're probably happy with him. But to be honest, not what I want because he had let's let's look at the numbers. He had 20 carries. He had 21 rushing attempts this week. Now some of that was garbage time. They had a big lead. They just running the ball down the middle and you know because they can. But he's 20 rushing attempts with with 40 yards. He's got what like two something yards a carry, and he fumbled twice, recovered once. He just isn't stepping into the role that people keep saying he's going to. I keep seeing all these things like Amir Abdullah is going to be a top 10 play this week or Amir Abdullah should be in your lineups. And if I have anybody else, I'm not starting him. He just hasn't shown me that he can win a ball game uh, with his rushing ability. Yeah, and I mean, he's not getting the pass catching either. That's that's really And I was actually just talking to um, right. someone earlier. <laughs> I was giving him crap about having Amir Abdullah and Aaron Jones on his team. <laughs> Um, and he's, he said he was confident in Abdullah, and I was I was shocked. I okay, so I I've never believed in Amir Abdullah. People have, and on the season he's he's been a dud. And so yeah. at this point, I was like, you know, 10, 10 points is is not bad for what I expected. But here's the thing: if you watch this guy around the goal line, it's atrocious. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is atrocious, and I. I, I bet I bet you money Zach Zander comes in and bullshit the touchdown next week. That Ooh, I, like, hot take. I like yeah. it though. He's gonna, dude. Is Zach is Zach Zander even healthy right now? Like he he, he could. I don't know. He, even even not like, even if he's IR, he could come in and do a better goal line <laughs> job than Amir Abdullah could. In a wheelchair. Yeah, like. That's how you do it, Amir. Just just running in like this is garbage. Yeah, I just can't believe that Amir's like I I can see where you're coming from because your expectation of Amir is pretty low. So him getting ten points therefore is fairly good. But I just I think he at the beginning of the year especially was expected to do better, and he's just not not doing it. So I don't I don't like Amir Abdullah right now and moving forward. Theo Riddick gets all of the catches. He's a better PPR option. Yeah. Amir uh, Abdullah is RB30 in um, half point PPR. And he's yeah. he's had he's had um, one game over 10.2 points. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and that it was that was 18.4. His other one, two, three, four, five were all single digits. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you if you could sell a high on Amir Abdullah, do it. Do yeah. it now. Do it ASAP. <laughs> But, like, that's the thing is this was a sweet matchup for them. Not only is the Packers' run defense abysmal. Like, that's not their strong suit on defense whatsoever is their run defense. And they were in the lead for the entirety of the game. Like, come on. Show me something, man. Yeah. All right. Um, enough about that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> AJ Green, um, not a whole lot to say. I mean, got suspended, bad matchup. Eh, do better next time. It's a blue. Yeah, it's a really weird thing for Green because you know he is, generally speaking, one of the most professional and quiet guys out there. So it was really weird to see him lose his cool like that. I want to know. I have to know what Ramsey was saying to him because you know, oh, gosh. you know he was shit talking him. I want to know what he was saying because nobody just snaps like that, especially somebody who's as seasoned as Green, just off of a shove. Yeah, and. 
it's, it just goes to show you that most cornerbacks are probably assholes. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen Tlaib, Batman Jones, all that. Oh, my God. There are a lot of fights. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I, lo- I love seeing all these fights. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely was added a little WWE uh, excitement to the weekend. Stunk, though, if you had Green on your team. I think he'll bounce back, obviously. Yeah, um, along with that, um, Evans, um, I mean – should have been ejected. Might be suspended this week. Uh, he's appealing it. I mean, his appeal is uh, AJ Green's playing this week. But it was <laughs> man, it's it's rough. And after a suspension, I I'm torn because I think you know Fitzpatrick can still get it to him. But these Bucks are reeling. It's yeah. If you have a if you have Mike Evans. You know, he's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and the suspension really sucks. Uh, but he, the thing to remember is that he didn't get ejected from the game. So the exactly. numbers he got, he played the whole freaking game, and he couldn't do anything. What did he get? One catch? They have one catch at the end of the day? I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, Mike it's Evans. Bad. All right. Um, another guy who... Wasn't necessarily a dud, but I actually just added him into our to our Google Doc while we were doing this. Yeah, I forgot it. Kareem Hunt. Now, mm-hmm. RB two on the year. You're not worrying about him, but he's he's been declining a bit. And I've I heard word that they're trying to kind of limit his usage to keep from hitting that rookie wall. Um, I think after this buy, um, I wouldn't be concerned. I think these last two weeks are kind of a, a little dip for him. Um, then he's got what? He's got Giants. Bills, Jets, Oakland, Chargers, Miami. Only one of those mashups is remotely tough. I think yeah. if you, the cream owner probably won't sell, but this would be the only time to potentially buy low, especially because he's on a buy. If you if you can risk if you can manage that, you know, go for it. But I don't think you can be worried <clears throat> if you're a hunt owner. I don't think you need to be worried. No, it's but hey, if you want to take a guess, do you know how many weeks it's been since he scored a touchdown? Oh man, I, I would guess if I didn't have it up here, but I know it's not been since uh, what week three is it? Maybe four, unless it's yeah, week three was the last time he got in the end zone. Now he did do well post that, you know, weeks four and five he got over a hundred yards, and week seven he had eighty-seven yeah, and uh, thirteen points. But yeah, he's just not finding the end zone as much. I'm not too worried about Hunt. Yeah, the I think the Chiefs are. Yeah, the Chiefs are in their sort of mid-season lull. They started off really hot, and my prediction going forward is that they're going to take a few weeks. They kind of simmered down, but they'll be back up to uh, top shape pretty soon, and Cream Hunt will be a part of that 100%. Yeah. So some more uh, – a couple more duds. Uh, the Green Bay receivers, for me, it's a thing where I'm sitting them just until I see something. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Brett Huntley, love you, man. You're not Aaron Rodgers. And this team this team can't do it without Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah. That are was there, not a good performance. <laughs> are there any Green Bay players you want to have at all? For me, no. Um, the only guy I think has any value right now is Devontae Adams, and that's purely a PPR based uh worth and even then, God knows. Yeah, neither running back I don't think has any value either. It's it's tough. That team just really just went down the hill. Um, and, and you can't blame them. But, you know, they weren't prepared for a life without Aaron Rodgers. And this is kind of the result, unfortunately. 
Jeffrey Nelson had his worst showing since in like seven years or something like that. It's it's sad to see. Um, another receiver guy we got. Receiver guy, that's what they are. They're not wide receivers, they're, they're receiver guys. They're ball catchers. Uh, here's a um, guy. Yeah, here's a guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cooper Cup, um, I mean, he's a rookie receiver. That's This is going to happen some. Um, and as we mentioned earlier with Robert Woods, the Rams receivers, the ball gets spread a lot. And if, if you got Cup, I mean, he's definitely a guy you can keep around for when you know Watkins is going to be shadowed to play. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Didn't have a great week last week. I mean, your team puts up 51 points. You kind of expect your wide receiver to get more than three catches for 50-something yards. But moving forward, I don't think Cup is, you know, a dud from here on out. I think it's mostly who is going to be in the game plan that week. And it's sort of Sammy Watkins is your over-the-top vertical threat. And then you have either Robert Woods or you have Cooper Cup who's going to be getting throws. Goff likes to spread it around, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, some tight ends we got. Uh, Ed Dixon's one, and honestly, oh god, <laughs> Olsen's coming back soon. I don't. I, this is a time to start kind of dropping, dropping off of Ed Dixon. Yeah, don't even own him at this point. He had zero points in a matchup where he's he had, had one good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's about it about him. ASJ. <laughs> it's this is a tough one for me. Just because, I mean, okay, they got Tampa this week. I think they'll be fine. But it's – It is concerning. Yeah, the opportunities there most weeks. But, I mean, he, he was hot for three weeks in a row with those touchdowns. And then it's kind of fallen off a bit. Um, I, I mean, okay, if you're an ASJ owner, you probably have someone else who's remotely capable just because, yeah, I mean, he's a waiver wire guy. So I, th- I think you take it matchup to matchup. Um, he's wide receiver – or sorry – Tight end 16 right now, total. But, I mean, he also didn't play the first two weeks. So, I mean, he's he's a fringe guy. And, I mean, you got to treat him that way. Yeah, absolutely. He gets his red zone looks. And clearly, uh, uh, McCown likes to chuck it to him if he needs a little safety valve there. But the past few weeks, he, he hasn't gotten over 50 yards in four weeks. Actually, mm-hmm. no more than that. He hasn't gotten 50 yards once this season. His <laughs> highest was 46. Twice. So... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he'll get his catches in a full PPR format. He'll probably have enough catches to stay afloat. I'm just a little wary on it this week. Playing the Buccaneers, obviously, though it is a, a little bit of a sweet matchup. He was cut from the Buccaneers and sort of restarted his life with the Jets. So who knows? Could be could be some revenge game. Oh, it's a, a game's full of uh, yeah. revenge goodness. Um, last guy yeah, we got. Yeah, Tampa. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, go, go for it. I was going to say Tampa Bay. They are sixth best against the tight end, according to ESPN's uh, standard scoring. But if you really look at it, most of the teams they've played do not utilize the tight end uh, as well as you'd probably like. So the teams where they've played someone with a tight end, they've kind of gotten their shit handed to them. So he could be in for a decent play this week. So I'm not counting him out yet. I want to see how he does. All right, so yeah, moving on from ASJ. Uh, we did want to talk about one last guy who was a sort of a dud, not a terrible performance on his part, but that was Jimmy Graham. Uh, certainly just one small aspect of it that I did want to bring up, and that he seems to have a bit of a case of the drop skis. 
mm-hmm. this year, doesn't he? Yeah, and we've seen that get a couple guys this year. I mean, Amari Cooper, Exhibit A. But um, yeah, he's he's Jimmy Graham Cracker in your your hopes right now with these drops, <laughs> um, just just crushing them in right into the glass of milk. Um, but uh, his his matchups aren't too bad going forward. Yeah. No, he had the potential last week for that touchdown, and he I just know. didn't you know close his hands quick enough. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it, it, it hit him right in the hands. Off Blair Russell was in there. Um, he he was close on that uh, hail mary attempt at the end too. He yeah, was. Had that one. Close. That would have been that would have been a heck of a heck of a, a grab. But yeah, I said he's he's tight end number eight on the year, so he's he's a tight end one for you. He's a startable tight end. Um, he started slow. I mean injuries. That's Jimmy Graham. You kind of expect that. But since since then, man, he's he's been solid. He, he's you're you're not usually expecting like a blow up from your tight end unless you've got Gronk or maybe Kelsey. So I mean after that, I mean there's not much more you can ask for than Jimmy Graham or maybe Cameron Brait. Yeah, he's it's just a few times this year I've noticed. He'll he just he's I think he'd be a top uh probably like a top four wide receiver or tight end if he just held on to the ball a little better. Yeah, if half of his drops were catches, he'd be he'd be solid. <laughs> 